Music Podcast is back. We're here with another full episode. It's been a while since we've done a full episode, two album review. The reason we exist, Phil. So we're here. Say hello to the folks at home. Hey, what's up? Phil. You assholes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Starting it off. Hey, Phil, what have you been up to? Uh, I'll tell you what just happened. My socks were really wet, and I was really upset about it. You know, we have this Brita filter downstairs, and you have to fill up the top of it and wait for the water to filter through. Anyway, it takes, like, surprisingly long to actually filter through. So you always – you forget all the time. It happens to me and Andrew. And um, you got to pour it, and it all just comes out the top and all over the place. Like, all over the place. Like, I can't believe how much water came out of it. And, uh, and so I got all over my socks, and I got so bad, I almost threw a towel. It's fine. But um, that was like five minutes ago. Other than that, nothing. <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, you, I'm still in nursing school. It's all good. But. Do you need a minute to replace your wet socks? Because I don't want you doing this I, whole thing with moist socks. I just put them on. I was like, let me just hurry up because I just do this in my bedroom. So there's a steady supply of relatively clean socks <laughs> in my in my drawer but uh yeah i'm good but god isn't aren't wet socks the worst thing ever almost, not ever but kind of ever almost as bad as your what i'm picturing as somewhat still crunchy socks <laughs> yeah a little you know i mean you know you just, let's not judge you just gotta bend them you gotta break them in a little bit and <laughs> Well, I just think it'd be—I think it's going to be hilarious when everything is sentient, and they have you know the Internet of Things, and your Brita filter is like, "You're an idiot! I wasn't done oh. filtering, and you just poured it all out of the top." <laughs> yeah, but I'd be like, "Okay, but you are sentient, and you could have told me you weren't in full too, right? I mean, isn't it kind of on the Brita filter too?" <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved me from my selfie piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. We're already if I if I'm at the point where I need a sentient Brita filter, we've already conceded that I, we're not we've just given up as a species for for like doing anything for ourselves. So at that point, it's incumbent upon the Brita filter to tell us. I can't <laughs> be held opinion. accountable for this Brita. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not even fair. That is hilarious though, man. It's like all you want is clean filtered water, and then you're just too impatient and you like a complete buffoon spill the dirty oh, water yeah. and it, the clean yeah, water. It's, <laughs> it's cl- like it's at the top. It's not like you can't tell. You just have to look. We never look. It happens to Andrew too. He does it to himself a lot. I'll just be sitting in the, um, you know, the living room and I'll just hear it splash everywhere and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> like a running gag of how who's more it, retarded. It really is that a running gag. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Well, I- I'm excited to be back on with you because we got two albums coming up today that I think are pretty interesting, and I like the way that this episode's going to unfold because we have two totally different styles yeah you, know, I know. you, you and I'll I don't give that. each other a heads up as to what we're going to be suggesting so sometimes it, it lines and they're somewhat similar but today we got uh-huh. two very different very uniquely different albums with Coma Noir by the Atlas Moth and Ghost Ship by Theocracy so I'm uh-huh. pretty pretty excited and we've had a decent amount of time to get into these albums so are you getting ready to uh, tell us what you think about Ghost Ship oh yeah oh yeah Good. Okay. Well, before we dive into that, let's do the That's So Metal segment. And I, I have a little okay. something special here for you. I want to play an audio right. for you. I want to play an audio for you and let you hear the sound of something uh, rather intense that came through. And I don't know if I want to describe. Yeah, I'll, here's how I'll do it. I'll describe it as, as it's being played. So... You're all aware, everyone's aware of how diehard Buffalo Bills fans are. 
have you yeah. mm-hmm. see, have you seen or heard the video of when it, they were in Nashville and the guy tried to jump over what yeah, looks to be about I think a, I saw it. You saw like the 15 foot wall and he tries to jump through a table like it's WWF. He totally misses the table. He like rolls into the table after he hits his head, right? Like right before it. Super hard. Yeah, he doesn't move a lot. I mean, like the movement was incidental. It was just physics carrying. It wasn't like he like dragged himself through the table. I think that guy's dead, but maybe not. I hope not, but it's entirely possible. And this, the, um, the attempt that he made was serious. That's so metal. The outcome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not metal. I mean, it might be a metal plate in his head. I mean, it, I, I, I shouldn't say that. That's fucked up. But I hope he's okay. I really do. I just, Me, when I saw that, I was like, I was mad at him, and I felt bad at the same time. I was like, what the, What did you think was going to happen? But also, damn, man, that sucks that you're, I, maybe he just knocked himself out, and he's all right. But man, it was brutal. <laughs> reckless, reckless indifference for his physical well-being. All right, let's, yeah. let's do a little, so let's do a uh, commentary as this video is playing here. Just so our listeners can hear the audio and hear what unfolds as this guy is getting ready. And I love the background. You gotta listen very closely. One guy says, he's dead. Just straight down into the table. Broken table. People are slowly approaching his Lifeless, completely lifeless targets. And now, that's the end of the video. 29 second video. We'll post it on our Facebook. But um, yeah, it's um, it's pretty metal that he tried that. I sincerely hope he's okay. I mean, you know, was it a good idea? No, of course not. But it doesn't mean he deserves to fucking die. Exactly, so. and if you're if you haven't if you're not able to see the video or you don't go to the Facebook page and see the video, the guy basically tried to jump over like a 15 foot wall. He was on top of a 15 foot high, elevated ramp area, concrete runs. Tried to jump over a probably four foot rail on the run, and it looks wet by the way. He's running, right, of course. Tries to clear the four foot wall to to go. Maybe, what do you think, another 15 feet forward yeah. to hit this yeah. table. But he's short, and the first thing that hits is his face on the ground because his Ugh. feet clip the railing, and it just is an altogether very unfortunate spectacle. But it was... It's absolutely metal that he decided that he went for it. Uh, it's oh, definitely, he went. Oh, yeah, there was, he had no hesitance whatsoever about attempting that. He, he committed himself to that failure. But I, it's pretty ballsy. I got to tell you, I would never try something like that, ever. I think it might be the most metal thing we've seen in terms of effort level, but outcome the exact opposite. Right. That kind of reminds me of this guy who, um, I don't know, I remember where it was, but it's a, it's a fairly famous video on the internet. The guy lives, but you'd be shocked that he does. I shouldn't have said that because it's kind of like a pun. Because he gets up on this uh, telephone tower. And he's everyone's egging him on. He's like, and he grabs the wire, and it explodes. It goes, and he gets shocked, and his lifeless body just falls from the telephone pole, like really high up, and just to the ground. So you're assuming he must have broke his neck or something, but he apparently is okay. (laughs) Just like and electrocuted. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, oh, I, shit. Everyone was like, yeah, but I was I feel like I'd be... It's not my responsibility, but I would feel a little... Not culpable, but maybe. For, like, egging the guy on. Like, there's no way this is going to end well. Someone should have been screaming, no, don't grab that fucking wire. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> like a hostage negotiator. Please, God, bring him down. <laughs> right. Also, like, you don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with the guy. Like, he's not of sound mind. And he's, you know, he's very misguided. And you're like, yeah, do it. Grab the wire. I don't know, man. I just I just couldn't egg that on. But you're, I don't want to watch you die right now. You would think somebody who was egging it on would be racked with guilt later. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. It's probably that, that phenomenon that it would probably incorporate that into their uh, understanding of what happened, like the diffusion of responsibility. Well, everybody else did it, you know, or I didn't really think he was going to grab the wire, that kind of thing. But yeah, well, we, but need, yeah. we need stuff to talk about in our That's So Metal segment. So I guess I no, would go on that's metal. too. Hmm. Well, all right. I, I think that's, uh, you know, putting a good, a good start to this episode because I want the parallels to be drawn between how committed that guy was into doing what he did into my review. I'm going to tie this back in. I'm going to tie, you're going to be amazed how I tie the That's So Metal segment into my review and it'll blow your fucking mind. So let's get ready for that and let's do okay. the patented rock, paper, scissors, anything you want to do. All right, I'm ready. I think I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. I'm ready too, but I do not want you to flub this. I'm not going to flub it. It happened one time. All right. Jesus all right. Christ. This guy living in the past. <laughs> Rock, <laughs> Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Shoot. Anything, anything you, you want to do. do. Poison, fire hose. Burn jelly sandwich. Out of fire hose. Fire hose. It shoots water. It's not just the hose. <laughs> I felt like I needed so to it's a, <laughs> So it's not in its packaging at Home Depot. Yeah, exactly. It's in it's in use. Right. A functional uh, and and working right now fire hose. Uh, okay, well mine was a poisoned peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What kind of a monster even thinks of something like that? <laughs> the most innocent snack you could possibly think of. <laughs> I was just hoping you were going to pick some sort of humanoid figure to who would be deep. <laughs> Someone who loves peanut butter and jelly and just decided they're, well, you know, probably happy they're going to have a delicious sandwich and then you sick bastard <laughs> poison them. Just dead poison. All right, well, quite clearly a fire hose in use is not going to be affected by a poison of any type. It's just going to blast it away. Yeah. So unless it sprayed the poison peanut butter and jelly all over a crowd of people and the water mixed with the poison made some sort of ultra poison, but I didn't specify that. So yeah, we got to talk. What kind of poison is that? You know, you can't just, yeah. It's peanut yeah. butter. poison. All right. All right. So that means that you are going to review ghost ship by theocracy. Ghost first ship. off. All right. After we come back from the break and then I will get into Komen war by the Atlas moth. Yeah. All right. So until we come on back out of the break, we'll be right back. This is a public service announcement from your friends Alex and Phil at the Great Heavy Music Podcast. If you're at a large crowd of people in some sort of event, a gathering if you will, and you see someone about to do something insanely stupid that could result in some serious, serious Game damage, over. I urge you 
don't cheer them on. In fact, I beg you, please say the opposite. Say, uh, excuse me, sir, sir, if you could get down from that terribly dangerous position you're in, I, I think it would be much safer, sir, if you wouldn't mind. Also, Phil has a contribution. If you are at an event and you are about to do something questionable, maybe even a little stupid, and a drunk crowd is egging you on, just keep in mind that they don't care about you. They don't know you, and the consequences will not be shared by them. That's why it makes the most sense for you to say, Sir, please just get down. It's much safer down here, and I think there's a high, high risk you're going to be paralyzed, maimed, or worse yet, dead. So I really prefer it if you would just come down and just not do what you're about to do, because it seems like if you do that, then all of us are going to have to take your dead carcass to the morgue and be horribly, horribly sad. So thank you for listening to the Great Heavy Music Podcast. And next time you're at a crowd of people at an event and you see someone about to do something insanely stupid, be the one person who doesn't have to be racked with guilt for the rest of your life that you helped egg someone on to their death. Rock on. All right, welcome back to the Great Heavy Music Podcast. It is time. Lord Felium is going to take us through the album Ghost Ship by Theocracy. Phil, I'm going to just go ahead and jump into track one and let you kind of go through okay. your thing, bro. Cool. So go ahead. Tell us what All you right. think. So the first song is Paper Tiger. And uh, I was a big fan of that. This album as a whole took me a little bit to get into because I remember you warned me about it being kind of cheesy and it is but man I really like it and I like this song particularly I almost want to put it in my top three I really can't decide I really love the chorus so much and the opening riff is great there's a lot of prototypical um, power metal stuff here it's nothing you haven't heard but it also has a theme that I've not I was a little surprised by it's heavily Christian and uh, which is really cool. I mean, I don't, I don't mind religious either way. I don't have a problem with it. But um, I think it's neat that they make this so accessible and, and broadly appealing that even if you were like anti or an atheist and you, whatever didn't like religion, um, you would you could definitely get into this album. So anyway, but this song particularly has a great chorus. I believe it's about like a paper tiger being something you've built up in your head, something in your life that you feel like you can't get past. And actually, when you compare your life to others. Um, it's not so bad. You're just kind of, you're kind of glossing over quote unquote real problems and focusing on your relatively small one. And, and you've built it up to be something it's not. The chorus, when he says one more night, uh, the way that they do that is so catchy, man. You cannot be captivated by that once you hear it. I, I was, I, I was absolutely hooked when I heard that part. So this is a great song. I'm super glad to hear you say this, brother. I, I was a little bit unsure with the power metal. I know you like power metal, but I didn't know if you liked the kind of cheesier variety where it's just really in your face. And I love yeah. this album. I, I think the vocals are unbelievably right. You good. know, actually, the, when he said he says one more life for the glory to bear your name, which it sounds like, obviously, that's something you would hear at like a sermon. I mean, it, sound like, it probably is even a song in right. church. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They're very similar. Man, the way he hits that note. Father glory. It's just so... Uh, emotional in a way and pretty it's really just pretty and uh, I feel like you can't tell me you don't like it if you listen to that if you 
Unless you just have something against power metal, but it's fucking awesome. Right, right. Or or, or you're such a callous non-believer who's condemned to hell that you just refuse to listen to anything. <laughs> and I shouldn't. I didn't want to imply that every atheist hates religion, but I just mean if you had absolutely no interest whatsoever in Christian lyrics, you'd still be, I think, interested in this album. Yeah, and, and Satan, the devil. Yeah. Like me, I All right, so let's go to the next song. What, what do you think of the next song's title ship. track, Ghost okay. Ship? Okay. Um, I was reading the lyrics and trying to get a feel for what the ghost ship is. As a song, it's great. Pay the piper, here we go. Um, you know, he says, slay the viper. I'm guessing the ghost ship is, like, going to heaven. We're all, everyone's going. You know, it, it says, come one, come all. It, he's basically saying it doesn't matter who you are, you're, you're coming. You can come. So I'm guessing it's a passage to heaven, but I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm hoping these guys are going to join us on a later episode because I have the same thing. I'd love to know some answers to some of these questions in terms of the lyric right. content. I think it'd be really interesting to know if it's symbolism or if it's just, you know, a neat idea that he had. Or Do what, that part when he says, as the captain calls his misfits. Uh, it's another uh, that's, that touches on something or that brings to mind something I wanted to touch on about the album that it, it follows a formula, definitely, but it does it a few things that are surprising that make it unique. And uh, like he'll hit a note that you're not necessarily expecting to hit. I always feel like I can almost predict the song, you know. Um, it, this band reminds me a lot of Camelot. As much as I love Camelot, towards the end, around like Ghost Opera, um, you can pretty much guess how, what the song is going to do. Like the whole once you hear the first like half of it, you're like, all right, I know what this song is. But Theocracy will throw right, a wrinkle right, right. in there and, um, like, hit a note you didn't expect. or And there's a there's a part in another song later that they just they just go back to this one, like, hook that I didn't expect them to do. So I, as, as formulaic as it is and as prototypical as it is, and those are not negatives, um, it also, you know, really does surprise you. Anyway, great I would song. Use the word, I would use the word identity. They have a very clear identity, which I'll touch on in my review later. I don't think that it's a negative at all that they have a, an identity. Um, but this particular song is is definitely great. Um, the first probably five are all like nine out of ten songs. I mean, they're all yes, great. Yes, dude. God, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I'm looking at the track listing as I'm getting ready to move on. To, we'll move on here to uh, number three, The Wonder of It All. I agree with you. The first five songs on this album are fucking yeah. great. Back to back to back to back to back Yeah, to back. I was like, God. I mean, everything I put on, I was like, geez, this, this, this band is just killing it. And the, we'll get to the second half. I wouldn't say there's anything bad on there, but the first the first half is just a, a punch after punch after punch. So, but the title track is a great song. Great song. So now we're listening to track three, The Wonder of It All. What do you think on this So track? this is the one, I can't remember what he says, but it, there's a part where they sing like... It's like that kind of um, tempo. And there's a part where he... Oh, I know, I know exactly yeah, he's starting right. to do yeah, that. And then you think he's going to jump back into the chorus, and then he does, and he does another set of lines like that. And it's surprising. That I, didn't, it, I like that he does it. I like the way that sounds. And I just didn't expect him to keep doing it. So they, they're emphasizing that. Uh, I'm going to call it a hook. I don't know if it's a hook. And there's that brief pause. Right. Right at the end of that section. Yep. Where you're just like, yeah. and then he fills the air again. It's just, it's like a perfect high energy Right. Spot. And that to me is one example, but maybe the best example that I can think of where they do that. You you think you know what the song is going to do. And it just it's a little different than what you thought. <clears throat> 
and so but still within their identity yeah definitely so it, um and this song's great um he says um some may rise some may fall wake the wonder of it all it's it's um i think praising god all shall bow to your throne um but just just the way some may rise um it's it's very triumphant most of this album is has a triumphant kind of feel um and i was it's funny man, i was listening to this album a lot when i was studying and it put me in such a good mood i was just so i felt so receptive to everything i was reading you know when you're studying you're like ugh, whatever but this i, I don't know it put me in such a good vibe i just felt ready to learn ready to just take in things. it's got an unquestioned optimism to it yeah man. yeah absolutely so uh this i would probably uh so my top three i right now i'm gonna put i like the first one these next these wonder of it all and ghost ship i don't know if i put my top three but man they're great the other two I, I'll, I'll tell you about the other ones all right so let's go to the next one because i'm betting that's in your top i'm betting that's in your top this next one is called wishing yeah man okay. <laughs> i love this song this is definitely my top three because when he says a penny for the wishing well again i didn't expect him to go that way he just adds another layer to the chorus right one waits for a rainy day yeah I, I don't know I, it's 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 power metal that we've all known and loved uh, and you know that you can sort of get us you can you've heard before it has a familiar feel but man it's really is a little different and um okay and don't you think I, I don't know if the term is octave but it seems like when he when the lead singer is doing some of that variety that it's like it's the octave shift he's singing it perfectly in key it's a perfect tune but you think it's going to be in a different octave and he just goes to a whole nother level with it is that kind of what you're saying i think that's definitely applicable to this song because of the the actual notes he's hitting when he says one more chose to look away when he goes a penny and he hit he just goes way high um so yes in that sense yeah i mean but i was thinking i was conceptualizing it in terms of layers like he's adding layer to so i mean i don't know if that's even accurate but a layer to the chorus that wasn't there that you didn't expect and it's just like, oh, it's going up again. Maybe not layer, but like a level. And did you know that the lead singer, Matt Smith, started as a one-man band? The very first album was just him? Yeah, there's actually a great summary on Reddit about the album called A, Be a Beginner's Guide to Theocracy. It's a whole power metal subreddit. And the first album, Theocracy, was just him, apparently. it was. Uh, he did all the instruments and vocals. And that's um, supposed to be a pretty good album. It's pretty impressive that he did all that no kidding dude I and mean, this guy's unbelievably talented i mean you just think about he's walking through the grocery store with you know anybody else you wouldn't be able to pick him out of, unless you knew this type of music right. and the guy's just full of this kind of talent it's like unbelievable yep you know he kind of reminds me of james labrie a little in the voice voice vocal aspect yeah i think even slightly more powerful yeah james Bray has like a thin but really high voice Right, right. And he can hit all the notes, but I think this guy's got more power behind it. Yeah. All right, so this one's in your top five, or top three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to go to the next one because Sneak Peek is my favorite. Oh, man, it's my favorite. Tell me to round one back. Yeah, brothers! Yeah, all right, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's a, oh, that song's so fucking legit. Around the world and back. Hey, we're a traveler. Um, yeah, just, man, the chorus, reaching out, reaching in. He said, when he says, just believe and leave the rest to me, I thought that was really cool. I'm, 
I'm not super religious or anything, but I, I like to think there's some kind of higher power. And, and even if you, you couldn't put a name on it, maybe it's just yourself. But um, like as far as leaving the rest to you. But I, I like the idea of putting your faith in, in the idea that things are going to be all right. You know, just, uh, you know, just believe that things are going to be okay. Leave the rest to life can figure it out. It'll all fall into place. Dude, the first time I heard this song, after you go through these first five tracks, and it, this is the fifth one, you're like, God, it just keeps getting better, this album. just keeps getting better. What the fuck? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, speaking to that part where they do something a little different, when he says, so many try to qualify the promise that I've made, the way, I think the way that comes across is, like, candid. It's almost like a, a monologue. Like, it's, it's just like, a, it's like a, I just wanted to say this kind of sidebar about what I'm saying. Or not, but like a summary. That's... That is my favorite part of the entire album. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was really neat. So many try to... It's just like this elaboration. It's like, in case you're not getting what I'm saying, you know, here's this. And it, yeah, and it's, but it's so overwhelmingly positive. Yep. You know, it's like, I, it's, it's, it's the way that I think people who disagree with someone should approach the disagreement. It's like, he's saying, I... Let's view this from the positive aspect and angle of more love, more support, more optimism. Like, that's just the way we should approach it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, it's definitely positive. You cannot listen to this and not feel at least that they're being really positive. I mean, I, 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 I understand yes. that it's, it is a little cheesy, but man, it's, if you let it in, just let it in, it's just going to make you feel good. It's like a drug. Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited that this is your favorite one. That's super cool, man. My favorite track on the album by far. First time through, I was like, God, yeah. this is my favorite song. And it's funny because the other ones are so great that it just like, but th this one stands out. It's definitely saying something. Yep. All right, cool. So that was your number one. Number two was Wishing Well, and number three was Paper, Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger was two. Paper Tiger. All right, so next one is track six. Stir the embers. Stir the embers. So I thought this one was deep because it says uh, supernatural visitation at the highest order, reanimation of the flame once blazing. So I'm thinking this is about. It reminds me of the burning bush. I mean, I don't know if it has, if he's being that direct with his parallels to the Bible, but stir the embers. It's basically like igniting a fire. Of. Uh, reigniting the fire within yourself. He says, a broken spirit of the ways of man, pay, forever paved with sorrow. Um, so it's, I think it's about, you know, a reawakening, sort of out of the out of the ashes, the phoenix kind of thing. But I feel like there are biblical references in it. I don't know if that's something I just connected, but that wasn't there, but... What do you think? Okay, but what do you think of the song in terms of, you know, I understand lyrically, but what in terms of the sound quality? Like, is this where you think the album kind of slides downhill? Or, you know, you were saying there's a difference between oh, yeah. the front half this and back half in your mind. This one is good. I was just listening to it again this morning, and I was like, this is a really good song. The only the only song I wasn't, like, um, blown away by was A Call to Arms. It was like, it's fine. But that part you just did, da, da, da. That, I think, is um, a big hook. And uh, I, when I was listening to this morning again, I was I was like, man, that's what made me think, like, this song really is legit. So I don't think this... I mean, yeah, I think it drops in quality, but I don't think significantly. And, and songs like this and a Currency in a Bankrupt World are like, okay, it's not like it's a bad half. You know? 
So here's, I'm going to move on. Do you have anything else for Stir the Embers if I can go on to A Call to Arms since you mentioned Go it? for it, yeah, yeah. All right, next song is called A Call to Arms, and I want to talk to that, what you were just saying a little bit there. Um, I humbly submit to you that what will happen the more you listen to this album is the, the top five are so amazing when you first listen to it, maybe the first five or six times, that you want to go back and re-listen to the first five. So by comparison, the back half feels less interesting because you want to go back and listen to the first five. But if you listen to this album many more times, I mean, I've probably listened to this two dozen times, the back half is really good. This, uh, In fact, I love this, A Call to Arms song. I love this song. But I felt similarly, as you're describing, the first few times I listened to it. So I think if you stick with it, or anybody who's out there who really likes power metal, if you stick with it, you'll find that the back half is pretty damn redeeming. Okay, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I will say that I guess that happened a little bit, because I already started to feel that way about Stir the Embers. And um, I will say with... I'll, I'm gonna, I'll obviously keep listening to it. I'll say with Currency and a Banker Boy, that I didn't have to keep listening listen to it. That was, that was a... A winner as soon as I heard that I was like that could have you know that that could have been the first song I heard from this album I would have been like oh wow it's good it's gonna be a promising album there's a there's a guy on um, Metallum you know we always talk about yeah. different reviews and shit like that some guy gave it 30 <laughs> percent I do that too I go to that album and I'm, or that that site and I just fucking rant about the absurdly just critical like unnecessarily so uh, reviews of albums that are nowhere near as bad as they're saying. A 30? Does he even write a lot to justify that? No, you know, five paragraphs, but it says, a very big sounding load of nothing. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dude, this, that site is just... I don't know. It, it, it's all extremes. It's You know, it's like, oh, is this... Are there parts in this that aren't great? Oh, then let's just take a shit on the whole thing. Or it's not exactly what I wanted, so... You know, I, I don't like power metal. But, but the cool part is... Every, there's just a few other reviews. One's a 100, one's an 85, one's a 95. So, you know, he's in the unbelievable minority, so fuck that guy. Well, my f- All right, next oh, God, song, sorry. Currency, currency in a Bankrupt World. What were you saying? My favorite is when people give it... They, they praise it in the in the comments, in the actual review, but the score is like 70. I'm like, what? You're talking about how, how it's good. I don't know. Do you know what do you know what num- do you know what grading scales are? Right. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, so okay, obviously the chorus in this song is great. When he goes, looking for a reason just yeah. to carry on. Um, love it, love it. it. That again reminds me of Dream Theater, man. You ever die another day? Die another yes. day. It has that same vibe. It's almost like a, it's a little sad, but but really pretty. Um, and, and optimistic, you know. It's like, a, let's have a heart-to-heart with yourself, you know. This album was so good, I almost feel like they should have broken it into two smaller albums. Yeah, And released it, you know, like a year and a half apart and taken the, the highlights of this one and, and done two separate awesome albums. It's kind of in the same way I felt with Unleash the Archer's Apex. When I was when we were talking to Brittany, I said, "You do want to hold back some of this stuff and save it for a later album because it's all so good." I feel the same way about this one. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, they could have definitely done that. I'm glad it's in one album though, because it's it's just a because it, it qualifies it as a great, you know, great album. 
Exactly, exactly. They didn't. It would have been maybe too brief, but I'm telling you, man, I love, I love this album. I'm so glad you dig it. All right, you ready for the next one, Castaway? Yeah. This one, I want to share my insight on it just Do for a it. second. This one's always a sleeper for me. I, I get to this one, and you know, I always want to go back. Even now that I've listened to this dozens of times, I still want to go back and hear the first five, and I almost always replay uh, around the world and back like two or three times. Got to. But this one's a this one's a sleeper. It's just like. I don't know. I feel if I sat down and I played this album on random and this was the first song that came on, I would like it better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, do you think part of that is because it's, it, it recreates the novelty because you haven't listened to it as much and, you, you know, it's almost like, oh, it's like new, kind of, even though it's been on the album all the time. Yeah, and it's like I approach it with, it's like eating dessert first. You know, it takes a little different. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, it, and, and that's not the crabbing song, but, you know. No, not at all. It's just a placement. It's just a it's a statement of the placement on the album, which is always a unique thing. Yep, um, that part that he just did right there was good. The sense, I think it's the sense of honor. I'm not sure what the lyrics. The sense of honor. His voice just grabs you, man, so much. He could just do stuff like that for like three, just constantly hitting notes, and you, without even any real connection to each other, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. And we didn't mention anything about the album art. What do you think of the oh, album? Oh yeah, art? I thought that was wild. Uh, cool looking i mean i would be definitely drawn to that if i were you know i'd say buying a cd but who doesn't no one does that ever but i used to go to best buy all the time buy cds and i would definitely have gravitated towards that and be like oh what's this about it's cool it's saturated uh it looks badass i mean it's definitely a ghost ship and uh and there's nothing that street that screams christianity oh, or no. inspiration in term it's a very very you know they're just a regular band who happens to sing about really inspiring stuff, but you couldn't tell it unless you dive into the lyrical content, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I was interested about the name, or interested in the name, because I don't know if it's supposed to be an advocacy of a theocracy or if it's supposed to be like a, um, a, a maybe not a satire, but like a criticism of that. I mean, a lot of metal band a critique. Yeah, yeah. A lot of metal bands have names. The things they don't endorse they're like talking about how it's just something that exists i don't know it's something compelling that exists and maybe it's bad and I, so i don't know they're obviously christian and you would think maybe they want a theocracy but most people wouldn't say that out loud like i want to think mean, you know what i mean it seems like i'm not sure what that's about it's interesting to me i'm very curious about the name um i know man i really hope these guys i hope matt especially comes on and we can talk from yeah stuff cause because in the history of i'm cool. sorry you can play the next song i'm sorry but i wanted to say i'll, I'll, I'll chime in with what i some more about that that i read um okay so the last song is called easter and uh, just give us your general kind of wrap-up thoughts and your thoughts on this yeah song. big like magnum opus type of deal long song it's got a lot of heavy parts um it's kind of i feel like it's kind of relentless in the beginning and then it i i, I feel like it ends really strong i mean when he's saying easter glory what an ending to the story my son arise um I think that's fitting for a song where it's going to be about rising from the dead and, you know, coming back to save the world. You know, it's it's pretty intense, but it's, again, a very optimistic and very pretty. Um, so it's got, I mean, I feel like it, I feel like it's proper for an ender, although it's a little longer than it probably needs to be. That was the only criticism I would have of that song. It could probably shave off like two minutes. Yeah, it's a 10 minute at the end of this. It's, it's a little long. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it starts strong, the way he's just there. Um, 
but it's yeah, it's just a little too long. But it's it's still worth listening to. I I, I mean I I don't dislike it at all. And then you you were saying about the kind of the whole theocracy name, and you were going to give us a summary of it. Oh yeah, well thoughts. this well I thought that this one guy was talking about it, and he's like, um, he says. Yeah, theocracy refers to political. This is a guy writing a summary on, on the band, and he's like, "It's a Christian band. Um, most cases are um, ab- about the Bible, but he doesn't actually tell me why." But in my opinion, is that they are. I think they're doing two things at once. They're saying, you know, they're they're Christian and they're giving you an insight into what they believe, but they're also it, it's kind of metal to consider the idea of a of a th- of the theocracy is it's maybe it's just, it's like historical. I think they're trying to balance two things about like about what a theocracy is and and also how it relates to their beliefs. But I'm definitely want to ask them because I I don't know. I think they're not that they have to explain it. They don't have to. But I, I think it's kind of curious. It's a curious name. You know what I mean? Because theocracy is yeah, kind of great. seen with it has a negative connotation. You know, I feel like people are like, oh, this guy wants a theocracy. You know, it's like bad right it's an it's an it's it's in society it's deemed as kind of you know oppressive or you know or, or exclusive you know and so and not that it's whatever not that it's right or wrong but it, it just it's a curious choice for a band you know what i mean as, as a name who's going to try to spread it spread uh, messages of hope and um not that it's not hopeful but it's just because of the negative connotation it has in society i thought it was a curious choice but i want to hear about what they at its most simplistic, it's a cool sounding. Word. Oh yeah, it is a cool sounding word. It is. You know, if you're just approaching it like from some, you know, 18 year old, like that's a cool sounding band name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but great album. It really is. I think I. Man, I don't, I don't think it's a better album than Apex, but I think I like it as much. You know, like uh, I don't know Apex. Not that you have to compare them, but. Uh, a little bit, I don't. Maybe it's a little more layered. This, Apex to me is like A plus 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 plus, but this, in, in terms of like structure and quality, this is really really good though. And I think I enjoyed this as much. I I had as a good a time listening to this as I did listening to Apex. Great. I, I think they're in the same caliber. When you say we don't need to compare them, I agree we don't need to. But they're both going to be compared because I think they're in that top echelon. Yeah. Of production sound layout flow song quality I mean, we didn't you know we basically talked about the vocals this whole time but we could have just as easily done a 30 minute review of the guitar work the bass work the drum work i mean these guys are just tight everything sounds awesome i would i would love to see these guys go on tour with unleash the archers that would be oh a my hell of a be right oh yeah and, and to keep in with the theme uh, about what who do who do you think uh, carry the album or won the album. Remember how Joey was talking about that? I would we have to, we'd have to say vocalist probably because yeah, that's most of what we talked about. But um, but yes, the other components of the band are absolutely great. And this is like their fourth album. Yeah. I mean, they have all and all of their previous three are very well reviewed. I listened to the uh, just the album. I believe it's just Theocracy. Yeah, um, it's got like a snake and like a church. It's like split down the middle and. Uh, that's a really that's got some really cool songs on it. So this uh, this band is legit. In fairness to our listen, listener, Fish, Fish is the one who suggested oh, we should do me. the it was Fish. who won the album, singing sticks or strings, and for sure this one's singing. I mean, there's just no way around it. It's it's like 
you could have a, a Pro Bowl football team, but when you got one guy who's just unbelievably good, it's it's this guy. So it's the singing. Yeah, no sure. doubt. So yeah. Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm super happy that you like that as much as you did because I, I love that album and I return to it frequently. And every time it's on, I got a smile on my face and my kids sing it. And it's just like, you know, it's just great. It's just absolutely great all around. So I'm very pleased. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Definitely. Cool. So you ready to go to a quick break and then we'll come right back and we'll yeah. do Coma Noir by the Atlas Moth? All right, let's do it. We'll, we'll talk in a minute. All right. Lord Philium, we're back. It is my turn to review the album Coma Noir by the Atlas Moth, and I'm going to jump right into it with the title track on the album Coma Noir. And I have to tell you, I am grateful to you for bringing this album to my attention because I listened to it in the past one time, like halfway through maybe, and I was just like not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And then you made me review it as of a couple weeks ago and I really kind of gave it a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and I it has much more redeeming quality than I had remembered but that's not to say that I love it I have some I think insightful thoughts about it but maybe I'm a piece of shit I mean it seems like there's a lot of critics who like it it just what yeah well that's the, this song in particular, when... Okay, let me just say this. I think the vocals are shit on this song. They... I, it's almost like they're out of key. I, I think this is my least favorite song on the whole album. I think that's part of the problem why... <laughs> what? Why I, yeah, I mean, I think that part of the reason why I didn't like this the first time I listened great. to it was... I think it's the worst song on here, and I don't know why they put it on the front. It's almost like... I get it, you want to have harsh vocals for the purpose of having harsh vocals, and they sound cool, but when they're in key, to me, they're out of key on this song. So, uh, my, my notes were, sweet guitar, great mixing, the vocals, it shows he obviously put a significant level of effort forward, cool, deep backing vocals, I like that, but the harshness seems off-key, and I just couldn't get in sync with it, but the breakdown riff with the slide is sweet, and then the distorted riff at the end, um... I said to my quote, "Real banger in the pits, but vocals jetty." <laughs> jetty, you know, it's funny. I was gonna bring up the vocals too because they took me a while to like them. It took me a while to like them, but I do like them now. I don't know. If, I guess they're out of key. I, to me, it's just they're so relentless with the same pitch that you're like, uh, it's just like a, it, it's like intense. I guess it's a lot to. It, it almost grates on you after a while. You're like, all right. But um, I don't know, man. After a while, I just started liking it a lot, and um, I think there's some great riffs in this fucking song. There's no question the guitar work is awesome. There's no question, and they take some some chances, which I really like. So let me go into let me keep marching through here. The next song is called "Last Transmission from the Late Great Planet Earth," which yep. I think is a really cool idea. I love the idea that it's this kind of you know triumphant end to the way it made me feel was like they're saying if we're going down we're going to go down hard and we're just going to blast it so here's the last song from planet earth and we're just going to fucking blast and i thought that was cool i love that feeling like if we're going down let's go down big 
I know for a fact that if these guys, if I got to see them live, if they come around, I'm going to go see them because I can't imagine this level of energy and this sound wouldn't be amazing live. But on the recording, I'm just like, you know, this song really didn't do it for me either. I kind of, I like it. You don't like the part where it's like, it. do, 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 do. in the background, oh, it's just, it doesn't, it's got to grab you, man. Yeah, let's do it re- at least five more times. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm definitely I mean I feel better about it now than I ever did previously and I'm it's because I spent a little more time with it and there's no question the riffs are awesome but the vocals just I, I don't know man I just couldn't uh, Yeah, I'm not surprised that the vocals that you're um you, you're not into them too much. They, they I think they that's and they're not even weak. It's just the most uh jarring part of the album. You're like it takes a bit to get into them, I guess. I mean, it took took me a while to really like them. But here's the here's the weird part about it. You, I think, nailed the, you hit the nail on the head a few minutes ago when you said the pitch. It's mm-hmm. the same pitch. The vocals are the exact same pitch in every song. There's not yep. any dynamism to yep. the vocals. And I don't think that's an unfair criticism. I think they would probably acknowledge that. If, the, if, if you listen to the album The Anthropomorcine Extinction by Cattle Decapitation, there is a vocal performance on that by their lead singer where... He's got almost like three or four different characters that he sings as. And he uses them in different places, and they're very apropos. In this album in particular, I feel like there are songs where the vocals work beautifully. Like, the screaming vocals sound fucking awesome and perfect on Smiling Knife. When you get Mm -hmm. to track six and you're hearing this guy screaming... You're like, fuck yeah, man. This goes right along with the music. But at mm-hmm. other times, it feels very shoehorned into a song that I don't think it fits for. Well, I wouldn't even say that the the rough vocals don't fit. It's that pitch. It's just, I agree. Yes, it's, a one, yes. it's one approach to it. And that, that stuck to me because there was something a little, not off, but something about it. I was like, there's something about these vocals that sometimes I'm like, eh. Even though I, I them in and of themselves are fine. In the abstract, the vocals are okay. They're good, but they're not necessarily applicable completely. Exactly. They, it feels forced. So here's yeah. here's track three. This one's called Galactic Brain. My this thoughts on Galactic good. Brain are this is the first visit we get from the clean vocals yeah. that are you know really other than just kind of doubling or in the background of the opener track. And you got a much slower stoner rock, kind of like a yep. thick, sludgy feel, sludgy. I definitely dig this vibe. I mean, I think it goes perfectly with the album cover and the idea of this kind of black, comatose, morose feeling. I like that a lot. It's got an image to it, you know. And I love the sweet, higher-pitched riff behind the kind of grinding, crunchy riff. Mm -hmm. And the harsh vocals, I think, sound good in this context because they're like an accentuation to the song rather than a focal point. Yes, and yeah, maybe I'm, if they took a step back and, and accentuated things more with the harsh vocals instead of leading, maybe right. uh, something like that. I think they bring them front and center because it's this high energy, like, whoa, it in is. your face type shit, where if you're at a live show, it probably does work. It probably just starts a straight up pit just immediately because fuckers just want to bang to that song. But yeah, in the I mean, I will context, say, I, I, they, they. I guess they grew on me because in the first song I absolutely fucking I just I love it I love the energy it has if I want to 
punch something or you know if I want if I want to work out and just get ridiculous I that is definitely a song I would go to but I challenge you though next time you listen to the album start with smiling knife just start okay. start on track 6 and tell me it's not a better song than the first song because I think the vocals are just night and day more fitting for that song I don't know what it is I'm not an expert in that but it just fits better in my mind so with Galactic Brain I thought it was a cool song it, it got to the point now where I was like okay I could see myself kind of getting into this a little more but as we get to the end like the four minute mark here I just fast forwarded a little it, it starts to wear on like I feel like they put in an extra section that wasn't really necessary and it just dragged for me a little bit on this song but that said we then get to the next song, which is The Streets of Bombay. And this was the first song that I really, really liked. That's cool, I man. That's my favorite one on the album, I think. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I put on here my notes, my favorite song, first listened through. The first time yeah. I listened through it all, I thought this was the best song. And it was interesting because it was on the heels of that five minute and 50 second song, Galactic Brain, that I thought was a little too long. This right, one's it's seven a, minutes. Yeah. Right. It's seven minutes and eight seconds, but... It was perfectly long. I liked the length on this song. Don't you love the guitar work in the beginning? It's like, and then it gets really eerie and like pretty. Almost reminds me like close to Dover or something. And then absolutely. And then it's very ambient. And then it just jumps right in with those vocals, and it just—it's a punch in the face. I love everything about this song. I like the scale. There's like a scale guitar riff with a spacey kind of background on the synth at like 5:15. I'm gonna see if I can fast forward to, to that part. I love that part. Right. It's just and the, 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 this, go ahead. Sorry. It's just this kind of like spacey, you know, uh, it's got a, a big, it's got a real big kind of ethereal sound that just kind of feels like it could go out to outer space and back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, um, there's a, the, the guitar work in general in this album, I think is really unique. It's got a lot of groovy stuff, uh, sludgy, doom. Uh, it, it can do thrash there's some thrash metal here there's, there's industrial overtones um and then there's this there's this kind of you know, like you said ethereal ambient uh even a little creepy very pretty vibe they they really do try a lot of things that i think is kind of it makes them kind of unique and interesting i think that this song when we were talking about theocracy having an identity this is the song for me that best displays that I think this band has maybe too many identities going on. It's like this sludgy stoner kind of slower, down tune but with all these neat accents I think this is the shit right here this is the groove, this is what they need to be in my mind, for my pea brain, you know, opinion I'm sure there are many others who like all the stuff they do, but this for me was like if they had five songs of this length and complexity on a 35 minute long album i'd be all about it but yeah. instead and instead it's a 50 50 minute long album with a couple tracks that i probably would have plucked out and i just don't think that the pitch and the key is right so let me go to the next one actual human blood number Literally. five what do you think of this one dude uh i think it's i'll just listen to it this morning i think it's pretty good i it's kind of it's not the weaker ones but it, it's not one that i always that I come back to a lot uh i think it's it's got some of that good groovy stuff it's um 
it's heavy. I don't. It just doesn't. It didn't stand out a lot to me, and it still kind of doesn't. It's probably that, and the only other one that I don't love is the last track, Chloroform. Okay. Um, this but, one. Okay. This one, my very very first thought was because it's called actual human blood. I thought of that scene that you and I both love from Reno 911, where they're operating the, the robot. Uh, oh yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Wait, wait. Is are you is that the, is that not the same episode where the, it's Halloween? Or my way off? I I can't remember, but it's the one where he goes and he grabs the can of beer with the robot arm. Human beer, yeah. Yeah, he says, mm, "Delicious human beer," <laughs> implying that there's robot beer. Right, this reminds exactly. me of this, this reminds me of this doctor that we uh, work with uh, because the way he was saying something to this patient one time, he kept saying, "We're going to draw some blood," you know, to look at her blood work. But he kept saying blood. He kept saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing, man? Yeah, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at the blood, like, like a delicious I blood." <laughs> I don't mean to scare you, man, but we're gonna have to get a lot of blood. Yeah. yeah, lady, you're scaring us, man. Yeah, Doctor Acula. <laughs> right, right, right. So that was the first thing I thought of on this song. Okay. I, I I do like the cool chugging riff with the alarm sound riff like laid over top. I love that the guitar work in this song. I like mm-hmm. the crowd sounds of the vocals approach, but the harsh vocals again for me are too front and center and they don't fit with this song. I think. And there was a really weird kind of abrupt transition around two minutes and thirty seconds that's coming up here that. Uh, I don't know if it was planned out or they just couldn't really figure the transition out, but it stood out like a sore thumb to me. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is where this song wants to go now. I get the back half of what they want to do with this song, but the transition for how it got there was just a little awkward for me. Mm-hmm. And the way I the way I describe this song in particular is I didn't like the doubling of the clean and the harsh vocals. Whenever the vocals in this album double with the harsh and the clean going at the same time saying the same thing I don't think it works really well I think the clean and the harsh work great when they're doing like a point counterpoint like a mm-hmm. like a conversation between the two of them not a mirroring and this song had that mirroring element that I didn't really like and then I, I felt like it was a combination of like a banger you know just a quick everybody's head banging wants to rage with this kind of more slower sludgy stoner feel it just felt like a very confused song to me i didn't i couldn't get behind it It just seemed like it didn't have an identity i don't know if that's unfair no i think it's part of the reason i it didn't stand out to me too much because i i don't think there's usually something in a song in each one of these songs that i would latch onto and i'm like all right yeah i yeah i kind of can't wait for this part yeah it's like landmarks it's kind of something i do with albums generally i don't this one i don't know if I wouldn't say it doesn't have them, but I don't know if it's just they're there and that I'm not a fan of them or what. But I always kind of I'll listen to it, but because uh, I you know want to know it, but I just never gravitate towards it. If I'm when you listen to it for just pleasure, I, I don't. This is not a song that I come right back to very often. Let's contrast that with the next one, which is Smiling Knife. Yeah, this I already my, said. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is my second favorite one. I I think the vocals fit the song perfectly i love the kind of bullhorn effect that he's got at the beginning here yeah it's kind of neat it's like it's like it's almost ranting at a crowd or in a crowd yeah yeah and the, and the riffs are like chaotic 
and but but they're in key with the singer. Yeah, because if yeah, it fit, this is one where it fits perfectly with the, with that singing. Right. It's like they figured it out, and I just don't know why this wasn't earlier on the album. I mean, you know, from my from my perspective, this was the best integration of the music with the vocals fitting perfectly together in this kind of completely chaotic marriage. Yeah. To have a really, you know, melodic, like, catchy, slower, tuned-down, sludgy-feeling-sounding music with these incredibly harsh, chaotic, out-of-pitch vocals, I just don't... I wasn't getting it. But when you have this really chaotic-sounding music with the really chaotic vocals, I was like, fuck yeah, I love this. This is a banger right here. Yeah. I think it goes to show that you don't dislike the vocals categorically. It's just that they, it's that they're contrasted or, or they're sort of out of place. Like it's Absolutely. Not they yeah. It's yeah, they're not man. good. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I'm really hopeful that the next album will come together and will kind of clean up some of, it seems like if I had to describe this album, I would describe it to somebody as they took a lot of risks they tried a bunch of cool shit some of it landed and some of it was a miss they definitely they definitely try a lot of different things which i do appreciate i like i, I like things that aren't safe yeah right. it's like let's just let's just be ourselves we wanted to make the sound let's just try it and uh, again kind of cool go ahead no i was saying I, th- I think it's cool some i i agree some of it missed i don't think as much of it missed for me as it did for you but i i the general vibe of that is is I don't is or the general point you're making is I think fair. I think if I saw these guys live, I probably would have a different perspective because I bet live they're just awesome. I bet they just oh, crush yeah. it live. I totally buy that. But it's just this one was. I felt like I wrote here to myself. They let this one stand on its own. It's okay. like they didn't try too much wacky shit it just they let this one be what it was and i yeah. love that about this song well it's funny because their next album title the working title is wacky shit so the atlas moth it's wacky it's shit. funny it's funny you say that yeah. fear featuring weird al <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's go to track number seven furious gold i'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on i like the song a lot yeah um that i like the dun, 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 the layering that they do um and then it has like this part later where it's like I don't know if that's like I don't know how to describe that that riff, um, but God, it's like not it, what I don't know how it's not funky, but sort of it's got this sort of uh, I just think it's neat. I'm trying to think of how to describe, it. but um, this I, this is a strong one for me. This this and the next one are two are two of the better songs in the album. This and Frozen Crown. Yep, this yeah. one and the next one were my fighting for third spot because my number one was streets of bombay number two was smiling knife and then number three depending upon the day could be Fro- the frozen crown or furious gold i loved how the harsh vocals in this one had the interaction when i was describing that kind of point counterpoint mm-hmm. i think this is the best example on that of that on the album when you have this in, it's an interaction it, they are interacting with each other rather than mirroring each other they are interacting and yep. i i think that the ebbs and flow in tempo on this song are really well fitted for the sound and 
it was just like I wrote to myself I'm very confused by this album right I feel like when I think they are doing something kind of shitty they come back in the in a song later and they do what they were doing before but now they do it right huh that's interesting so do you like do you like the layering with the riff in the background where it's like just right there when he was singing and it's like da, 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 da. and then later it gets, it's a really eerie it builds and it's like da, da, da. it's like kind of a, um almost like it's much of the twilight zone for some reason it it sounds it's otherworldly and creepy this yes. this part right here that that riff I like everything you know I mean? about this song. Yeah. I, I like this. I mean, if I could give them my opinion, I would have kind of inverted the whole track listing. I would have started with the Streets of Bombay and then moved into Smiling Knife, then Furious Gold, then the Frozen Crown, and then I would have gone into these latter songs and probably would have nixed actual human blood and chloroform and just made it, tightened it down a little bit, flipped it on yeah. its head, and I think... I think it would have been more approachable. Maybe they weren't going for that, but that's what I would have done with it. I love this song. I think this I, one and the next one are both good. I think that part that we, that we just emphasized too has that noir feel. You know, it kind of there is somewhat of a theme in, in this album. You know, it, noir would be the word. Sort of small, creepy. It can, you know, you ex- yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely good. I, that that right there. What is what would you describe that as? I, I, I don't know what that what genre that's for. What is that? You know what I mean? I, that's that's, what I was that's to say a earlier. great question. That's, see, that's what I think is so cool about they take these risks and they do this really unique stuff. I thought there was more electronic on here than I was expecting, especially the next yeah. song where they have this very clear kind of like video game sound. Yeah. Like if we if we go into the Frozen Crown, I think the intro to this is my favorite on the album. I have video game sound at the beginning, then clean vocals in a way and faster tempo than we'd heard, but they seem a little out of key at first, but as the song progresses, they get better and better. Yeah. This is pretty industrial. That's what jumped. That's kind of what I wanted to say or describe that, it as. Yeah. And then they tie, this song's cool because they tie this same beginning riff back into the end just as you're leaving. Yeah. And I, I like this song a lot. The only part about this song that I don't really love is when they do that doubling of the harsh and the clean vocals later. That's again, I, I, yeah. I, I much I much prefer the point counterpoint of the two sounding vocals. I don't always I don't even I don't know that I mind that. Um, it it I don't know I don't, it just doesn't bother me. I would be interested in hearing a point counterpoint to see how it contrasted with that, but it, it didn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. Go, go back and listen to Smiling Knife and listen to how they have that interaction. And the way yeah, I will. The, I'll, I'll, that, I'll see. Not, I'm going to compare it directly, yeah. Yeah, that's the interplay. That one and Furious Gold. I think Furious Gold has the best interaction of the point-counterpoint where they're they're almost like they're competing. I, I love the idea of like these two competing forces in vocal style. One is slower and tuned down, and the other one's harsh and high-pitched and in your face and who's going to win in that fight. I love that idea. When they mirror, it loses it for me. Yeah, and, and the the guy, the guy who screams, I think, also sings, and there's a drummer who sings, I think. I'm pretty sure all the, the guys video. contribute some vocals. Did, okay. 
Yeah. How cool is this part in the middle? That's like a really great riff that I think is I don't know if it's past yet. I can't hear it as well. Let me turn it up. It's like da -da 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 -da. This. Oh yeah, man. That's a, that's such a great riff. It's one of my favorite riffs in the whole album. I, I it's kind of like between the berry to me in some senses, like where the riffs just stand out and they hook you and you want to listen to the whole song just for that five right. second or ten second exactly. space where you're like, God, I love that part. And it builds, it goes for like a long time, then it finally does the riff. It's like you know it's coming because it has a certain key or right. pitch, and then you're like, all right, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It takes a while. It makes they really make you wait for that. I think it's and we have, and we haven't addressed the drums at all. I mean, the drums are excellent in this album. So if you know when we're doing Fish's analysis, that's what we'll call it, Fish's analysis, strings, singing, or sticks. Strings won it for me on this album. I, I think the guitar work on here is the best. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say guitar. Uh, there's some absolutely amazing riffs and just really unique shit on this album that I think uh, definitely wouldn't won me over uh, as far as Fish's analysis, but also just got me into the album as a whole. All right, let's go to the last one, Chloroform here, and, and see how it wraps up. This is a 5 minute and 50 second song. For me, this I like the snare march on the drums at the beginning. The drums are, like I said before, are solid on the whole album. Are you familiar with the band Isis? Not really. Uh, this is a total Isis. Uh, um, I don't want to use a negative word in terms of like copy or mimic, but it's a very uh, it's a heavily Isis influenced sound. This song, and okay. I love the band Isis. So I think that's uh. a positive here. The That's funny to say, because there's a guy who mentioned on the first uh, song that the main riff of Coming to War, the song, comes from, uh, or sounds a lot like this band Creator. And they have, I can't remember what the song is called, but it's an old Creator's flash band. Creator's fucking tits, dude. I love Creator. I saw them on yeah. the boat a couple of years ago. They're awesome. I'm gonna, I, I could probably look it up, but keep going. I'm sorry. I want to hear what you're saying. So I, I love the up and down riff that fades in and out around 215. Let me see if I can fast forward to that part, because I love that part. Right here. That's such a cool sound. Oh, yeah. That's, man. that's something I, where your guys are. I was going to say something, but like, I, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I said, I think that part is super lit. <laughs> that's exactly what okay. I in my notes. <laughs> I'm, glad that, I'm glad I got to let you say that. I'm just kidding. Um, no, they're, uh, <laughs> that to me is a cool. Um, riff because it lets your mind fill in the blanks you know when you read like a part of a sentence and like something's missing and you don't even notice at first like that that trick um it reminded me of that because it's like i want to go da -da 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 -da, but it's missing a step it's like dun, dun. it's like jumping you know yes yes it's kind of neat it makes sure you, you, you want to fill in the blanks when you hear that it's kind of kind of cool right and even though we you know to your point there even though we have been somewhat harsh or i have been somewhat harsh of the vocal display on this album it may not be really possible to do a perfect job with vocals with the chaotic sound of the riffs. That's true, yeah. yeah. How, how do you mimic or how do you sing over something so chaotic and random and somewhat unpredictable and unusual and shit like that? You, it, you might not be able to, really. So that could be an element of it. It's like, how the fuck do you sing to this? It's just very unusual. And yeah, that's, could, that's, yeah, that's a good point. You know, so... Uh, but one thing I wrote in here is though, I love the total banger riff, just a complete headbang as the song comes to a close here. I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit. Um, and 
I thought that the the way I compared this song was to the Streets of Bombay song where the the harsh vocals get eased in a little bit like the song develops and eases in this one doesn't do that there's no kind of like developed slow introduction to that sound here it's just harsh and right in your face and doesn't ease in and I thought that that was I don't know just less desirable than the Streets of Bombay I thought the Streets of Bombay was the best one on here for a lot of reasons I I, I fucking love Streets of Bombay so overall I said a lot of great bangers great riffage cool electronic elements that I totally didn't expect I really did not expect that they took plenty of chances which I commend them for I was looking online and you know you might feel like this is a cop-out but as we frequently do we look at Metallum for kind of reviews and stuff and other things and I gotta say I I agreed like so perfectly with this guy I want to read this to you I want to see if you think he's spot on and by the way it could be a lady it's the name is Raspberry Soda (laughs) um yeah it sounds like a dude (laughs) It's it gives seventy three percent. The title is well, comma, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. The Atlas Moth has reinvented itself with Coma Noir from a run of the mill stoner sludge hybrid. The band has transformed its sound with adding more quote modern close quote influences and more postness, which is not a bad thing at all, but is very short of being saturated in its use since so many bands have adapted these elements into their music. The general atmosphere of the band has increasingly darkened since its last release, and the album's cover describes it perfectly. Bleak, monochrome, and very mysterious. You know, so so far, I agree completely with what this guy's saying. I mm-hmm. I do think they nailed the aura of the album. There's no question Yeah, mysterious that. is a pretty good word to, to describe. Yeah. Bleak, monochrome, and very mysterious. I think that's a cool analysis. Then he says the stoner influences were put aside for most of this album and instead a brutal approach to post sludge is seen here. Think a hybrid between early ISIS. Okay, there you go. ISIS, the ocean, which is another great band and will Haven. The vocals are very atypical in this genre of music and bring more of a hardcore shout to mind rather than the usual sludgy screams. Aside from that, the riffage is top notch. The bass work is heavy and audible and the drumming works perfectly within the musical context of the album. If everything is top-notch, as described before, why isn't the score close to a perfect one? Repetition. This album is very repetitive and doesn't progress as much in terms of musicianship. The riffs throughout its entirety sound almost identical to each other with pulling almost the exact same tricks every song, albeit these tricks being very refreshing themselves. The excessive use of them becomes tiring after a few songs. Each song on this album revolves around the same ideas as well, with the most notable being the groovy celestial ISIS album like riffs that's the sparse dissonant and melodic riffs and the use of ambience every now and then Coma Noir may not be as memorable or as captivating as other albums of the genre but it surely does its work recommended oh that's I, cool so you're Raspberry you, know, you can just tell me I'm just kidding Ra- Raspberry Soda is my name on uh, on Metallum as if you couldn't tell uh, but I thought that was really a fair analysis it's cool it's got this great monochrome kind of feeling they hit the vibe of it but it's not something that i would consider a great album like to be on a podcast called the great heavy music podcast but it's phil's suggestion so what do you expect yeah well what can you say that's all right you know what i'm the guy who wrote the 30 for ghost ship you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
no, I, I'm glad you let me take, take a deeper dive into that because I didn't give it enough of a chance the first time around. And I really, mm-hmm. really wish they'd restructure the layout of that album. I just think that the when you go back and you listen to the tracks six through nine and then listen to tracks one through four, one through five, it's like, it's just mm-hmm. night and day, man. Like, I think that they're just way better. The back half of the album is way better. So what can you do? What can you say? What are you going to do? All right. Well, that's cool. Um, what? We're going to do some uh, music recommendations for the next uh, episode? Yeah, dude. I'm kind of torn, man. I got Me a, too. I got a couple I'm torn as well. I really well. want you to listen to, and I've been kind of struggling with it. So I was thinking maybe you, you pick a letter. I'll give you two letters as the start of the names of the bands right. and then let you let you pick. Does that sound like a fair way to do it? Yeah, that's cool. All right, so I'll I'll let you do, um, I'll let you go first, and then I'll go. I'll give you my two that I think. All right, cool. Uh, let me just ask you: Do you want to hear something slightly, sort of heavy and positive, or something pretty brutal and not so positive? Oh man, I love both in the right context. Just give, just give me the letter. Give me the letters of each. The first letter okay. of the name of the band of each. I'll pick, and then depending upon which what I get out of the grab bag, I'll maybe cut All down right. my list. I'll go with uh, there's K or there's uh, technically T. Well, the technically has got me interested. Yeah. I'll go with the T. Uh, okay, I'll, I'm gonna have you do the Black Dahlia Murder Nocturnal. Okay, great. I, I you know what? I need to listen to more Dahlia because I. Listen to some of their albums and not enough. So that's yeah. cool. All right. Then that being the case, I am going to have you check out. Well, I got to pick a, I pick a letter. I know, but dude, now that you picked that one, hold on. Let me give you, all right, let all me right. give you two letters, but they're in an appropriate genre for okay. what I want you to, to hear. Um, mm, all right. I'm going to go. D or S? Let's go with D. All right. D's Very cool. Nuts. Yeah. The album is Artificial Selection by Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, that fucking album. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I know. I heard of one song or two songs from that band one time that you recommended. And I don't think it was from the album, but it was it was interesting as shit. It was really neat. So, All right, okay, good. I, so, you know, people who listen to this who are just only expecting to hear just straight pure metal all the time can fuck off because... That's not this album at all, but I love that album. It was my album. It was my 2018 album of the year. I love that album. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sweet. Okay. That sounds cool. All right. So artificial selection, dance, Gavin dance. And I got nocturnal yep. from the black Dahlia. You got it. All right, brother. You're the man. I got a Mitch Hedberg quote to close us out here. Okay. Because I, I always forget to do that, but I'll leave it with my fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. Nice. That's pretty good. All right. Until next time, brother, you're the man. All right, see you, buddy.